from there. So this is not necessarily a movie, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit only because this came out of a movie that just came out um, this past August, um, Peacemaker. So Peacemaker um, uh, starring John Cena is actually um, going to premiere on HBO Max on January 13th of 2022. It is an eight Art, eight episode arc series um with and the way they were sounding it could potentially like go forward and go more like i don't think this is a single story um but i want to talk about it a little bit only because you know it came out of a movie and we did actually get a trailer for this so i was actually like really curious and we got like an actual like decent um, like decent trailer too um i know that they're they're already done filming and that could be the reason why we got like a full length trailer for for it um but what did you think about peacemaker um and like the footage that we saw and we also got a panel as well and i think um and i'll talk about the whole panel thing in a little bit but what did you think about peacemaker and are you excited to see peacemaker i'm excited for peacemaker only in the sense of how does this play in the bigger dc world um as for like his character himself not necessarily uh it just it, the movie the suicide squad didn't really give me anything to be like i want to see more of him it didn't give me you know a sequence where you're just like he could do some pretty crazy stuff a lot of it was all talk and his his kind of personality and humor and then what you kind of see as that story develops you kind of were more of like satisfied as to how his story ended in the movie the post credit scene was fine but i don't think it was enough for you to be like i'm curious to see more of this character it kind of was more of like i'm fine that was that gave me enough you know for me to you know see him like him a little bit think he's going to be you know one of the the cool characters and he does you know a really you know bad thing and you kind of don't want him to succeed or anything like that so like it had it it's had its arc so I'm curious as to what this show is going to try to do. I could only assume it's going to do the he really is a good guy kind of, you know, storyline. Um, but I'm just curious as to how how does this play with other DC characters? And we get a snippet of it with Vigilante, who ha he has no powers. He's just one of those like another, you know, really good with with weapons kind of uh, type hero. Right. So I'm just it's kind of yeah that's what really gets my curiosity as to like what other characters is james gunn going to introduce us to that might be exciting um more than i'm excited to see peacemaker if that makes sense <laughs> so i honestly feel like you know this show is going to be its own thing i don't think it's going to connect to anything else and right. the reason why i say that is because the suicide squad even though the second one was very different from the first one tone wise and everything like that um it is still part of the Zack snyder universe and i feel like warner brothers and dc is trying to get away from that so i feel like this just could just be its own little thing that lives over here in the corner you know and it does its own thing and whether it's good or whether it's bad or whatever the case may be yeah i feel like it's not going to connect um what was idris elba's character's name uh blood sport i would actually have liked to see a show with him i feel like right. the scene that we got 
with him and his daughter when his daughter came to visit him, you know, and all the stuff like that. And he, she talked about how she stole and he was like, why did you steal that? That was a dumb thing. Why did you just take something else? Whatever the case may be. I feel like I would have loved to see that. And even like from the first one with Deadshot with Will Smith, I feel like their characters would have given like a better story. Yes. Right. Like, exactly. Like I, to your, like to your point, like I didn't really see anything from Peacemaker other than him just being like a wise guy where it's just kind of like okay he gets his own show type thing and i can see where james gunn is trying to get something like his arc is maybe he's not an asshole like you know what i mean but it's just kind of like i don't know if i want to see that but i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out but yeah um i would have loved to see the other character get um his own show over peacemaker which is why to me that's why i say i'm more excited as to like what other and not necessarily what other dc stuff from the movies is being like touched on but like what other you know specific you know deep dc characters are they going to bring up or introduce things like that Um, because there's a lot of characters obviously to play with so that's that's where my excitement is you know i wish ideally i wish it was like oh yeah this is going to set up the next you know suicide squad movie or this is going to set up uh and we don't even know any other characters that's going to have a movie but it would be cool if it did that but yeah right. not expecting that um hbo max um you have hbo max i do yes do they release all their episodes at once or is it a weekly thing it is weekly so they usually do one or two to three episodes the first day and then weekly after that that's usually their format because okay. i'm thinking like will peacemaker where they release all eight, eight episodes all at once or it'll be a week okay cool so it'll keep the conversation going um, if it's good <laughs> yeah, if, if it's good you know like if it's good so that's really cool the next one after that was a flash but i've already did my rant so i would give the flash a and break. the league of super pets don't forget that one <laughs> and oh the league is that a movie that's a yeah that's going to theaters that's a a full-on feature-length film i didn't make any notes about that so if you want to talk about that wasn't much oh okay (laughs) they did like a little clip but they're the big thing from them was their trailer comes out next month their full trailer that's right but it's i don't know because it's kind of like okay we already have secret life of pets maybe that's why it didn't captivate me because i was just like oh it's another movie about dogs yes uh, it needs to it needs to do something different and i i was thinking about this too because i was like it cannot be a secret life of pets but or bolt. oh or yes or bolt it needs to be a straight up and it's kind of tricky because i know it's family it's a very very specific like family that go see disney movies and dreamworks movies and like that kind of audience that you know that they're going for um but it needs to, yeah, it needs to have something unexpected, not necessarily something crazy, but it needs to be something where you're just like, that was, that was, that was worth, you know, to go see. But yeah, if it's like more of, we're all super pets, but we all just lost our powers. How can we be normal pets? That's going to, you know, that something that's like to that extreme where you're just like, really? It has Kevin Hart and, you know, and The Rock. So you know what kind of humor it's going to be. That part is obvious. Right. But yeah, I'm hoping that story is like well thought out where it's just like, I'm glad they made this movie. I mean, I'm excited that they're showing the pets of DC because mm-hmm. that's always exciting. I, I can't wait for merchandise to now become more common. But yeah, they need to, that story needs to really be something. 
Well, we already know you're going to be up in there because it's, it's, it's know, dogs. It's dogs. <laughs> Oscar is definitely a dogs person, ladies and gentlemen. So right. Be in there, even if the movie sucks. So, sure. um, I just want to touch on this really quick because um, I haven't. We already mentioned it already about Wonder Woman three. Um, are you excited for? Actually, did you like Wonder Woman 1984? I did, but I liked it for its like its own thing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about like. Did I like it as like part of the franchise? I did not. Okay. I was like, that could have been, and not to say it was, but it could have been like the way the DC has its own animated movies that are kind of just like random one-offs. That's what that could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the movie should have been something bigger in the grand franchise, DC world, live action um, storytelling. But the story itself was really good. I just was disappointed that it didn't give me that big i need to see this in theaters scope because you know yeah i think so i don't i don't know too much about one woman's characters and stuff like that but from when i was reading and just researching before the movie came out cheetah is supposed to be like a huge like wonder woman villain and i remember saying this like after the movie came out and just seeing it um i know people had like mixed feelings about several things in the movie yeah um one of them being like the campiness of an 80s movie i actually mm-hmm. appreciated that um, right i picked up on it so they they opened up the movie with them in the like you know with the amazons and stuff like that and the, the whole, like whatever yeah. like the olympics thing that was cool but then the tone of the movie changed when she was fighting everyone in the mall and it was very 80s campy and i when i realized what they were doing i rolled with it and i said okay i could actually appreciate this a lot and they kept yeah. the same tone throughout the entire movie um and i didn't have a problem with that but one of the biggest problems i had with the movie was cheetah and i feel like the character cheetah um needed a little bit more time to be fleshed out and i felt like if Cheetah could have been introduced, because it was two villains, it was Cheetah, and then who was the guy villain? Maxwell Lord. Max, yeah. yeah. So the, he should have been the villain of the movie, like the main one. And I feel like Cheetah, the character, what was it, Barbara? Barbara Minerva, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, so I told you I don't know characters' names, but I, but, I <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. But I feel like Barbara should have been in the movie, and I feel like Barbara could have got her powers like towards the end. And then the third movie should have been about Cheetah. Now, if the third movie is today's time, then, well, if she's supposed to um, be similar to Diana, she wouldn't age. So I guess, but by then we'll have a fully fleshed out Cheetah. Cause I feel like it would jump like 25 years into the future if it is today's time. And I feel like Cheetah could have been the main villain of Wonder Woman 3. And I feel like she, you know what I mean? Like the, the best fight between them was when was in the White House. Right. And I feel like, you know, the CGI with her as Cheetah, it sort of reminded me of Cats, but I feel like it was a little bit better. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but I feel like the actual her being full on Cheetah she came and gone like a blink and i was just like okay and i i wanted more from that character so that was my biggest takeaway but i think if i can just add to that because i agree i think that should have been where cheetah becomes the friend like you know that like as barbara not as cheetah but like you know the characters diana's friend you know we go through this journey whether they're friends some point in that third act that diana does something that 
Barbara feels betrayed or, you know, feels like you're not the hero I thought you were, you know, whatever, right. or something that would be, because then that would make sense for you to be like, we just saw, you know, Diana lose a good ally. And now that's her enemy. And then the third one, yes, definitely could have set up like a good, like fight, but that, that did sad to say, yes, it was, you know, paying homage to the eighties, you know, Linda Carter, but it also made the mistake of those where they don't become a bad guy until it's like, too late and then at that point they wrap up the story before you can really get the bad guy i mean a lot of common movies modern movies make that mistake too but yeah i i'm nervous about wonder woman 3 that's what sucks is i know the movie itself could be very good but i want that big grand storytelling that we i think we deserve with wonder woman like you know that's like that's like saying you know for any of the other superheroes is you don't feel the grand scale so i i you know i trust you know patty jenkins to deliver a third a great third film and i just hope she she took the critiques well from her second movie and she's willing to make improvements on that but not more of like not just like haters are gonna hate kind of attitude i hope she really was like okay i see what i see what the general audience was looking for and they didn't get that with this movie she made her passion project so she should be able to be like let me do something that audiences want to see and the biggest thing is yes make it modern and go back to themiscara that's that's like the two things like all the fans are like please do those right. things yeah I, I i hope that they um I, yeah i hope they do make it modern i hope that she did learn from the mistakes that she made making 1984 um, but I am excited that she is coming back because I know there were some talks about, cause I know she's about to do Cleopatra um, Star Wars, yeah. um, and Star Wars. So I know there were some talks that maybe she won't be in the third one or so directed. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that she is coming back to let her finish yeah. out her trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm, I'm also excited that she, um, she is given the platform and the space to do that. We need more female directors just in general. Um, so I'm excited that she's able to do that. Yeah. But but I am nervous about what's going to happen. And then also you have to take into consideration. I know they're not trying to tie everything together. However, comma, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman is also in the same universe as Ezra Miller's Flash. So whatever happens in the Flash movie, because that's going to come out first, um, that may change the plot line of the Wonder Woman uh, 3, where it's kind of like you can't have this big major event happen over here that involves other characters that was introduced together before in previous in- movies and stuff like that. But whatever. Oh, no, that just happened in that. that. You know what I mean? It's like, I understand like DC wants to do like their own thing. They don't want everything to connect, but you can't lay the foundation and then don't have continuity and like in the future. It's kind of like, nah, like you like the whole like Robert Pattinson's Batman, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. That's his own thing. And they said, this is his own elseworlds you know this is a whole different like you know earth type thing like we're gonna do his own thing separate cool i can roll with that um aquaman you know what i mean like it happens before no aquaman would happen after the flash so if there's no effects from and and uh, even if it's subtle, yeah you know what i mean it's gonna be kind of like all right y'all already had these two characters in the movie together so y'all can't unless they spend the entire time under underwater which is not gonna happen if something major happens in the flash that changed the fabric of stuff going forward and it's not even subtle in these movies i'm gonna feel some type of way yes i agree i agree like and i 
this is the thing like comics don't necessarily tie all together but they do acknowledge each other so like if you're reading a batman comic and something relevant that aquaman's dealing with in that comic book it's going to say check out aquaman whatever so they acknowledge what's happening to the other characters sometimes yes it's a spinoff completely you know independent just like the raw panzer movie or the batman movie but yeah it has I, i agree it has to acknowledge it it doesn't have to you know it, it like i know it's tricky because that's a whole different writer a whole different director that's you know trying to tell a different story and you don't want to feel like force them to be like oh by the way this has to be you know introduced like i i i, I could see where that gets really ugly i don't know how marvel has been doing it probably more of like kevin feige really just saying you can play with it but just know the following things have to be addressed or something right. like by the end of your movie they need to be over here because i need you to happen here or right. like or you know it could be one of those things where it's like okay bring the director in what is your vision for this movie okay perfect let's try to work together so that way by the end of you could do whatever you want in your movie but it's gonna go forward because i'm thinking like for example like black panther is its own is its own contained story and it has its yes. own contained messages. However, at the beginning of Black Panther, they had to address T'Chaka dying from Civil War, mm-hmm. and that's the whole reason why. So it was kind of like, even though, like you know, Ryan Coogler wrote Black Panther for his particular story with Killmonger and all the stuff like that they had to address what happened in the previous movie because if they didn't, you know, for continuity, it would have not made any sense. So I, you know, I wouldn't mind if Patty Jenkins or um, who's the director of Aquaman? James Wan. Yeah, James Wan. I want them to tell their stories. Right. But all I'm saying is, you know, and, and because of Flashpoint, Flashpoint is supposed to change the fabric of a whole bunch of stuff from the comic book side as well as business stuff. You know what I mean? You, we know the business, we know the business side as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they're going to do that, they need to address it. Just be like, it could, it could be something subtle as Aquaman saying, "Oh yeah, this is, I guess there's a new bat in town." But oh whatever, you know what I mean? It could be something like that, or like something like this going to be like subtle. It doesn't have to be, oh, we have to change the entire movie, but don't be like, right. oh, where's Batfleck? You know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, right. like, no, he's like, you know, so I don't know. Anyways, spoiler alert, sorry. But, um, but yeah, so, um, I didn't get a chance to actually see a lot of stuff from Shazam. Um, I went back and tried to find some stuff online. I'm excited for Shazam. Um, I don't know too much about the characters themselves. I know we talked about it a little bit with Black Adam, but are you excited for Shazam too? I am in that it seems bigger. Like they're showing a lot of mythical creatures now. They're going to other other parts of like the magical world that you know this uh, mythology of this character like has connections to with like you know the gods. Um, given like his powers are based off of the gods, but so it's like a lot of that is being involved more. And it's not. It's the first one was very very simple in like you can almost take away the character's name and just pitch the movie as, oh, what if a kid got powers? And that can be like, it's something. This one feels more of like, this is the character Shazam, and now we're going to really explore his universe, which his main thing is, yes, he goes to a lot of mythical lands, a lot of things that are beyond Earth, or at least, you know, that we don't see on Earth. Um, so it's, it's a lot of potential in that kind of regard. I think the craziest thing we got in the first one was a talking Caterpie, which was, you know, that that was the post-credit tease. 
And that's exactly what Shazam is. It's a little bit like odd. I would say it's a little Alice in Wonderland Wonderland type kind of like oddness. And, you know, you're kind of like double take on like, really? Um, but it works. It works. And I'm excited that they're really going forward that with that, you know, they're not just trying to downplay more of like, oh, it's another... He's just another character trying to, you know, make it into Philadelphia. He's actually going to other worlds and stuff. So very excited at the at the potential that they that they showed because they showed a lot of creatures, a lot of really nice concept art of like the the lands that they're going to go visit. So I'm excited for that. I would say out of all of the previous DC movies, not the more recent ones, but everything that came out of because Shazam, Shazam is, a, is an example of it is in the universe but it's its own thing and that actually goes back to the point i was just talking about how like how you can address it because they they talk about batman they talk about superman but even they don't show the characters um for the most part but it's his own it's his own story and i I like that yeah Um, although i will say just real real quick the one thing i hated about that movie was when they're in the mall and they interacted with the batman toy when I was like, that's not the Batman costume. Uh, <laughs> and and I've seen it enough times where in that same scene, you can see rows of DC toys mm-hmm. that we have, that we get, you know, like at our Targets and Walmarts. Yeah. And you're just like, that needs to be explained. You can't just, I know like they just needed to fill the aisles. Um, but I was just like, how does the Batman have a yellow symbol? Like that, we need to have known that that was a thing. You know, that was like the littlest thing that i <laughs> that i hated but i get what you're saying yes i agree that it acknowledged it but it at the same time parody it and i was like okay well i guess they could have did sort of what they did with um in logan when they made the comics and stuff the comics that they had in logan wasn't the same costumes and everything that they had from the actual superheroes it was sort of like oh we just made up these stories and made up stuff like that so i guess that could be so i i I can understand that but i would but what i was saying is like shazam is like probably like the one of my favorites out of all of those movies just because i had the most fun with it and i was the most pleasantly surprised like i remember sitting in the theater when the i didn't realize i'm actually kind of dumb because i bought the funko pops for all of the superheroes for all the kids mm. but i forgot that the, the kids turned into them at the, so i didn't know that was going to happen so when it happened i was like oh that's really cool then i was like wait justin you have the funko pops at home like why did you, you, you? <laughs> like why <laughs> so that was a, like a that was a dumb part on me but i had a lot of fun with that one so i think just from shazam i want i want to have fun with the second one too Oh yeah, um, that's and it's I'm, the same director, so that's yeah, always so a good that's, thing. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, the only thing that I would say I'm kind of nervous about is the same nervousness that I had with uh, it, Chapter Two, is the kids have grown, so this I want the story can't take place right away. It has to have it has to have some some time in between because all the kids are a little bit older. Um, just because they were all for the most part they were between the ages of you know I would say eight and like fourteen, so yeah. it's kind of like you know especially once you hit puberty you go through a, a, a growth spurt so it's and it's been years since the first one so it's kind of like you can't be like oh this happened six months later but yet you know i forgot the little the little black girl um the child actress yeah. uh, lila um she's little she's taller now like so it's kind of like it has to be some time and i think they did say that you know they've they've been superheroes for they're getting the hang of it so it could be like a few years that um since the first one which, which is fine okay with that yeah right? 
So do they acknowledge the flash point? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, oh yeah, so there's this thing over here, but you know, we gotta stick with all story over it, here. It is know. six months later, but Flashpoint <laughs> made them grow five years older. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I don't think there was any other movies uh, besides this last one, but let's talk about the Batman. So, Batman, and the, we got a little panel with this one, um, uh, obviously on Zoom. Um, there was only a few live panels, and I don't think any of the movies gave us live panels. Not um, this one. Uh, not this one. Peacemaker didn't. Uh, Peacemaker was the, only, the other panel. The only live panel I think we we got was from Supergirl, where everyone was actually there, like talking. Oh yes, with each other. But I think everything else was Zoom calls, which is yeah. fine. I, I I totally get it, and I do realize that a lot of stuff. Um, like they're they're in the middle of filming and they're different locations, so I understand it as well. Um, but we had Robert Pattinson, we had Matt Reeves, and we also had Zoe Kravitz uh, come together to sort of close out the this DC uh, fandom event. And they talked about the names of Matt Reeves is like I've been in this world this entire time editing and all the stuff like that and everything. And I think that uh, are they done filming or are they yes. Still- Okay, I know they went back and did some more like like reshoots and stuff like that. Right. For the most part, I feel like the principal photography is done because so, I think uh, Zoe Kravitz had made a comment. It was like, oh, you know, it's it's been a while since I've been in this whole thing, and it's nice to see everything all over again. But um, I was very curious to actually get some more movement from Robert Pattinson. Um, I haven't seen any of his recent movies, but I do know that as him as a uh, as an actor has um, been developed since like Twilight. And I don't I know he does. I know he's tries to like distance himself from that era in his life because a lot of people just see him still as that. Um, but he is a fully fleshed out actor now um, who has like a good resume as far as being able to portray and i didn't know that he sought out the role of being batman like he is actually really he loves the character he's attached to the character um and when he heard that they were doing it he sought it out and and also matt reeves wrote this version of the story with robert pattinson in mind so it was so like it was like a match made in heaven so that was really interesting to see um i think this is supposed to be a trilogy if i'm not mistaken yeah, um, I would assume so. Um, I don't. I, I don't think this is supposed to be a one and done type story. I think Unless this, it's a terrible movie, <laughs> right? And then they're like, "Nah, um, yeah, no, no, no." But I think they are writing this with more movies to come in mind because right. there's a lot of villains that's going to pop up in this movie. But I don't think that we're going to be dealing with all of them like that, right? Like, you know, like Penguin is supposed to be in this movie, but I don't think we're going to get Penguin in this movie, even though the character is there. Right. And I feel like the main character will be the Riddler and the Riddler looks different. He is not the, the, the comics Riddler that we know, like, you know, Jim Carrey Riddler, um, you know, he's going to look a little different, but I'm okay with that. Um, I think that's one thing that makes the Dark Knight series um, really successful because it makes everything more grounded and real. Um, but I will say, just because I mentioned Dark Knight, that this is going to have a hard time being its own thing because I feel like people like myself is going to compare it to the Dark Knight because of the tone of the movie and how the movie looks. And that it's isolated. Too, and it's like- isolated. It's its own thing. 
and um i think that the both can can exist um i think you can have you know a dark knight batman and you can also have you know this type of batman as well but i feel like that's going to be the hardest thing that it's going to have is if they introduce joker it's going to be it's going to be over whoever's going to play that joker is going to be 100 percent compared to heath ledger and i feel like it's unfair because they sort of did the same to joaquin phoenix but joaquin phoenix joker was his own thing and i thought about batman that, uh, without a batman and i also feel like that one can stand on its own and i feel like people can appreciate both but whatever happens in this one is going to is gonna is is just gonna be compared to that. So I was really I loved the footage. I loved the trailer. I thought it was everything. Um, I love Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman. Um, I feel like she is a beautiful person as an individual, um, and I feel like she's very talented. And I'm just excited. I'm really excited for this. So what did you think about what we saw and what we got from Batman? I I love the trailer. I really thought it gave like it gave that like story that you're just like I need to see it and I think that's what is a great thing about being its own thing is that you don't have to worry about the small the small connected tissues with like well how does Flashpoint you know get involved with like none of that matters for this particular story um, and you just kind of see where it's like it's an alternate take on, on Batman on you know, Penguin on Riddler as as a comic fan, I'm used to seeing Batman and the characters done differently, done with a little twist or something. You know, always changes because um, that's how they keep doing more comics. So it's it, to me, I don't have that like, oh, I've only seen the Dark Knight. Oh, this is like you know, Ben Affleck's Batman is the only Batman that I'm aware of. You know, it, it doesn't have that. Michael Keaton, you know, like all the um, ones that's come before. So to me, I, I think I will be able to see it on its own. I hope it delivers. I hope that the trailer is really as promising as we're going to get in the movie. And it wasn't like all the best parts were in was the trailer. The trailer? <laughs> right. I am hoping the Riddler, you know, does some crazy things that makes it unforgettable. Like, and I, I don't want to, you know, compare it, but in the same way that we got some like great scenes with Joker in, in the dark Knight, like to this day, the interrogation, you know, scene, and it looks like they have an interrogation scene uh, in that trailer. So there are a lot of things that I, I'm really excited for. The fighting looks really good. It looks very, like, Batman-like, not, you know, someone's stunt double, like, actually trying to fight or something. Or the way a lot of other previous, like, Batman movies kind of seems, like, fake. Not fake, but, like, choreographed intentional, like, you know. Right, it's like it's prepared or yeah, like, um, portrayed like, instead of like this is a this feels more grounded and real instead of like oh we we made this type of thing. Right, exactly. Yes. So that oh yeah, it definitely that last shot him walking towards the car that's upside down, like a lot of it has a lo- fantastic visuals that you're just like yes that that is what I see in a comic book. That's what I you know want to see in a movie. Right. Um. I'm really excited. I'm excited that it's in March, that we're less than six months away from seeing that movie. Right. That's actually around the corner. um, Yeah. Think about it. The only reason why I brought up the Dark Knight is because, like like I said, you and I were fans. Um, I can watch this and, like, I, I think naturally I will think about the dark knight but i can watch this and have it be its own thing um the casual fan will be like this is just like the dark knight well you and you see that already with 
when Ben Affleck did his thing where you were just like, eh, I like my team more or I like Christian Bale's Batman more. Like you see it right. already. Yeah. And so. I think just like the tone of this movie, like, like it is, it's kind of funny because we're so deep into this that we're just like, okay, we know what's going on. Even like with Flashpoint, we know what's going on. I'm pretty sure I can call 10 people right now and be like, did you know that uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be in Flash? And they're going to be like, really? I didn't know that. So it's the casual fans don't know unless you like you showed me even then they'll go to the movie theaters and just be clueless like oh it's just another batman movie coming out and i think that that's one thing that superhero movies just have over like other movies like batman the character will get people to the theaters just because it's batman yeah um the and then what also get them there is what they see in you know the commercials and the tv spots and all that jazz or who's playing it or if it's connected type thing um i think that this movie even though it will be all by itself, I think that it may hurt the overall reception of it or perception of it um, because it's not connected to anything else. Because in the same year, we're going to have two other Batmans in one movie. Yeah. So I feel like having Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's Batman not connect to anything else as us as fans, we're like, Oh wow, this is exciting. I'm happy for this. And this could be the best movie of the year. But then, you know, eight months later, you're going to have another movie that's going to have two of the Batman. And you're like, wait, so they're not connected. And then like, if this movie is not hurt, the sequel is going to be hurt because yeah. now it's going to be like, wait, this movie is not connected. So do I really need to go see this? Movie? And that's the casual, the casual goers, not the fans the casual goers and the it's the casual goers that get a movie like to a billion dollars it's not just the fans right so and i talk about on the my, on my podcast why you know like movies like this need to make certain types of money and stuff like that and i you can you know i've talked about that on my show plenty of times not just for the executives it's, it's a trickle effect but um i'm really excited like i said my most anticipated thing was the flash that's but that's also my biggest letdown but the biggest thing that i took away from dc fandom was batman um yeah it ended nice it ended ended nicely it started and ended nicely yes um and i'm really curious now before we before i let you go oscar i do want to and i know uh, this is all about DC, but I just I wanted to go over this really quick with you because I feel like this is gonna be interesting. Um, but so not counting the movie that's coming out in December because I like I said this that's his own thing. But starting with the Batman next year, so if all these dates are correct, you have the Batman supposed to come out on March fourth, twenty twenty two. Then just almost three weeks later two days before my birthday is mm-hmm. dr strange too <laughs> happy then, birthday right and then but but in between batman and black adam you have three marvel movies that's going to come out as well as tv shows as yeah. well right so you have dr strange you have thor you have black panther 2 and then you have black adam that comes out in july 29th uh, 2022 and then you have nothing until flash you get a little break but you're probably going to have some like you know you know some marvel shows on disney plus or whatever and then you have the flash hopefully november 4th and then in between just another week later you have the marvels captain america captain marvel 2 and then a month later you have aquaman 2 so and then after that you have ant-man you have guardians you have shazam the reason why um 
I bring this up and it's not to, you know, I'm not trying to advertise for Marvel on this one. I'm, the point I'm trying to make is I want the DC movies to be able to breathe on their own and not be overshadowed. I feel like Batman, um, March is kind of a weird month um, where movies can do really great or they can do really, really bad. And I feel like you have about three weeks, I think, before like Doctor Strange 2. So it needs to make all the money it needs to make before before Doctor Strange 2. And the only the reason why is because once they drop the trailers and if they drop stuff that we as fans are thinking is going to happen in that movie, no one's going to be thinking about Batman, unfortunately. And I only say that is because the track record from DC movies are sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Where for the most part, Marvel movies has an overall track record where people seem to like it. So I am rooting for these DC movies to do great. So I feel like, you know, I kind of wish that they can, you know, maybe they can put Batman in like the last week in February, you know, just to give it a month before the next movie to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I just want them to be able to breathe right. and have those spaces. Like, I feel like the the Flash and then a week later, Marvel, Captain Marvel 2, that's horrible. One of them needs to move. There's three months in between Black Adam and the Flash. I feel like the Flash needs to go to like October or something. It needs to it needs to move. It doesn't need to be a week before that. And nope. I don't know who had their date first, but one of them needs to move. And uh and even like for Aquaman too, isn't um this is is uh Avatar? Avatar is the same time. I'm like, if one of those needs to move. Like, it's they both can't come out on the same day. And if it does, that's horrible. Like, someone needs to move. And unfortunately, Disney doesn't blink. So it's like, like these uh, Warner Brothers is gonna have to move their movies, which is which is unfortunate. I don't know. I think Aquaman may be able to stand against Avatar. For like Given the, the opening, long <laughs> opening opening weekend, not uh longevity because you know I you know if if Avatar is anything like the first one, it's gonna be in number one for months and months. But anyways, I <laughs> it will all depend on how Avatar two is is recepted. If it's if it is praised like the first one, then yes. But if you start to hear it's not as good as the original. Then Aquaman too, yeah. Yeah, Aquaman too would be fine. I know that one's that one's a tough one. That one, I, if I was Aquaman, I wouldn't move. But clearly, against a Marvel movie, like I would, I would move. I, I think, I, I personally don't like Flash being in November and then Aquaman in December. I'm just like, there are 12 months in the year. Why would you put two of your biggest movies a month separate? Right. And not in a like, it. I know from. Like a production standpoint, they need all the time they can get. They can't just be like, you know what? Yeah, we'll come out, you know, June or something. Because obviously they need all the time to make, you know, the final touches and polish it and all the little, you know, nooks and crannies. But yeah, I hope Flash moves. Um, I think, yeah, it doesn't make sense to have that one a week before the Marvels. Because even if the Flash is, you know, let's just, you know pretend that it it does amazingly well reception wise weekend box office opening weekend box office is among the best you know that there is for that for that time frame the marvels will take out a big chunk it just will like it could it, it, despite how perfect you know the flash movie could be the marvels will take at least half of that that weekend right so it's like why why would you you know start doing that it's one thing if it was like oh but we're 
when we're more we're gonna do more hbo max and in theaters i could be like okay fine i can kind of see that but they're not so it's gonna be theaters only so it has to it has to push if anything yeah to late september early october we saw venom do well so it can do well it's not like you know it's oh october is a bad month for movies it's proven otherwise in september song chi did you know numbers i would honestly like i would actually switch i feel like flash is out of all these movies is the biggest one that's coming out that's just True. my personal opinion so flash needs to come out in the summer like i don't understand why it's coming out in the fall you could put black adam coming out in the fall like actually black adam because i feel like it's gonna have more like darker elements that can actually come out in october um it doesn't have to be a halloween movie but it can come out in october but flash right. needs to come out july 4th weekend like i feel like that's that's the movie where like once you start advertising it and like i said just show michael keaton in the movie and that's it like and then it'll be like wait what show michael keaton and ben affleck in the same frame in the same frame and that will sell the movie by itself and that needs to come out july 4th weekend in the in the middle of the summer it's to make all the money and i feel like any of the movies that are coming out well that'll go against black panther uh wakanda forever so that'll be hard but i feel like that movie can compete with any other movie that's coming out the fact that you're putting it in the fall makes absolutely no sense to me um black adam is a, is a less known character that needs to come out in the fall and aquaman too, aquaman did really good in december so that can also come out in december so that one's fine I, it can go i feel like it can go against avatar but put black adam in the fall and then put the flash dead summer and if it's not ready by this summer it can come out summer 2023 um i would say even just like like I know Aquaman had his has its receipts that it did does well in in December, but it has a trusted audience. Audiences love the first one. Well, depending on you know your what what you're basing it off of, but for the most part, general audiences enjoyed the first one. Right. I think enough to say there's a there's a a baseline that we'll go see the sequel, so that can be put anywhere. And if this movie you know that has remained anonymous this entire time that comes out December. <laughs> proves to be a smash hit it would make sense to some degree that dc's version of something along the lines to be a december movie as well they come out december yeah i think i i wish we were involved in the executive meeting because i would have been like whoever came up with these dates and this release schedule is retarded and i I know that's probably a bad word to say (laughs) but they you know they are dumb let's go ahead and try it over again because this is not it like right yeah i i mean i i know at the same time us as fans don't like know the production especially like visual effects like all the little things that we don't see and you know deal with but yeah i i would say whoever Whoever's job it is, I don't. That's a very interesting. I wish I, I wish that was a job title. Yeah, my, I'm a movie date coordinator. I, I coordinate what movie dates come out. I, I scale the market to see what's coming out in certain demographics and <laughs> time frames, and I selectively place movies on certain dates. That's right. My, that's I would my say yeah. I would say whoever has that responsibility. I wouldn't go as far as what you said, but I would say definitely, <laughs> definitely needs to be uh, evaluated to see if they should continue for another year. Right. Um, you are on probation at this point. Right. You're going to be demoted to TVs, <laughs> to TV movies, <laughs> to streaming movies. You could rearrange the the, the Arrowverse. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> that's really bad and with that being said there you guys have it the dc fandom discussion um a lot of good things came out of it like i said before um like i said my biggest you know takeaway was the the batman um i'm really excited for the flash um, I hope that we get some really cool visuals and a teaser this side of the year, um, even if it's just like a first official teaser. Um, but I'm really excited. Um, Oscar, any final thoughts about DC fandom? Um, it, it definitely isn't perfect. It has a lot of things that I think needs to really be looked at and how to really get people excited. I still think it needs to stop being a celebration and needs to be more of an, an exciting peek, a sneak peek of what's to come. Um, I know that they talked about Batgirl and Blue Beetle as new movies that are being, you know, being made, um, but they didn't provide it in any sense of excitement. It was, if you weren't watching, you wouldn't know, you're not going to be aware of it because there's really no talk about it. Right. And two, it there's so many things that DC does that you can misinterpret that and being like, oh, that's. Or is that's not a comic series or that's not, you know, some like an anime movie that's coming out. Like they didn't really do a good job of saying these are some more movies coming out, you know, next year or whatever, 2023. So, yeah, I think it, it, it needs a lot of work. But at the same time, it's exciting to see all the DC stuff or, you know, things that are connected to the to the comic books that really makes you like look back and be like, that's why I'm a DC fan. Look at all those great things that we can see you know animation comics you know games it movies like there's so many things that you can play with as a dc fan and a lot of it is different like those as a fan it's amazing to to see and look back and kind of get excited for but i i think it should stop focusing on let's celebrate being dc fans and more of like let's get excited about some more upcoming things so overall can't wait for next year's i'm hoping they still they still do them but I'm excited for next year and just hopefully. Yeah, I, I think the concept of DC Phantom is great um, yeah. overall. It definitely it, it needs to be worked out a little bit, but also it's a bold move for them to say, let's go ahead and celebrate our properties and, you know, and also and, you know, announce some exciting things as well. So um, they're in a stepping in the right direction. Um, I hope they do have another one next year. If they can't, hopefully we are back to doing things in person. Um, that would be the only excuse why we can't do it. But I feel like this is a great way for them to unite everyone across the world to yeah. celebrate, you know, their movies, TV shows and comics and stuff like and that. To see so. to see things be announced together. Like right. that's that's a, that's a really good best way for the globe to be at Comic-Con kind of yeah. feeling. So, right. yeah. Well, all right, you guys, I want to give a special shout out to Oscar for coming on this episode. I know we went kind of long, but uh, uh, we had a lot of good things to talk about. And as always, Oscar, I always um, enjoy you coming on here in the Movie Bugle. Thank you for having me. Always glad to, to talk some comic book movies. <laughs> no problem, man. Thank you all so much for checking out the Movie Bugle podcast in this two-part special covering the DC fandom event. I had so much fun with my friend Oscar. We talked about all things DC, and I hope you had a good time listening as well. Please be sure to check out at the Movie Bugle on my Instagram page as well as at the Movie Bugle on my Twitter. And I'll see you all here next week, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, I will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>